0: welcome to side talks
1: oh my god you're so bummed what's up i'm
0: not bummed i'm just tired uh it's finally moving week and i have come here in between lugging uh heavy boxes down a flight of stairs and up uh, another flight of stairs uh, to record this podcast this is Corey craft my new address is no never mind um but i'm yeah, here to talk about cinema who are who are you
1: um, I'm Rachel Morgan, and I'm, I have multiple bottles of water in front of me because Battle Studios has been so lovely as to keep us hydrated today. So I feel better than you. I feel like I'm not bombed. Uh, you are bombed.
0: Oh, I'm going to have to to massively hydrate. It's also hot today. Yeah, so hot. hot. Come on, weather. What are we doing? I mean, I guess it is April. So
1: well, this is a podcast where we do nothing but talk about weather. So let's get going.
0: Get ready for a five-minute fight.
1: Five-minute round one fight. What Five-minute fight. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I'm not ready. I don't know if you are. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Before you start the timer, bro, um, I'm I'm prepared to lose this fight. <laughs> Go ahead and say what we're fighting about, because then I have a little a little slight note.
0: We are fighting about Peter Weir's 1989 inspirational English teacher movie, Dead Poets Society. <laughs>
1: Oh, so my girlfriend, I told her what we're fighting about today. And she said, she was like, Rachel, don't do it. (laughs) Don't. She was like, you're such a fucking elitist. (laughs) Don't ruin this for everyone. So I'm going into this with that piece of advice. um, And totally, I, I, I just said to her, Oh, I'm definitely, definitely doing it. Um, but I do I am prepared to, to lose. Like well, said, you, well, Corey's going to win. for
0: You something. are who you are, so uh, I, I would expect nothing I less. I
1: what I am. What is the Popeye? I, I am what I am. am. Okay, Brad, start the timer. Let's fight about this little bitch of a movie. All right, you go right ahead because you just seem to be ready to say stuff about this stupid film.
0: Look, this this is a movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but as a teenager, you know, when I was roughly the same age as like the boys in this movie, including like Ethan Uh Hawke and Robert Sean Leonard and all those folks, um, this was a really important movie to me, Um, and. (laughs) Oh I'm, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. Relax with the laughter. What is that? What is that? It's it's a uh, you know it's That's an inspirational an teacher movie. It's it's um you know it's a little bit um uh, I I guess you could call it sentimental to some degree that Robin Williams' performance in it is is a bit like you know the the whole carpe diem sees the day you make your lives extraordinary thing. Mm, yeah. It's it whereas it's hard on its sleeve, but ultimately it's a really wonderful movie that espouses. Uh, a love for the arts and a love for literature, which is obviously very important to me as a person whose day job is being an English teacher. Um, oh,
1: Captain, my Captain! It's
0: good. It's no. good. Uh, it's a really wonderfully Ooh. directed movie too, from Peter Weir. Peter Weir is a great filmmaker. Um, this isn't my favorite of his movies, um, but it, he's he's wonderful. I don't think he made a bad movie, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. The performances are great. It looks great. It's sounds great i mean it's just what do you what do you want
1: what do you want well i want something other than this film okay um this thing is overly sentimental it is – I mean, and that is an understatement. It's it's just downright cheesy, let's face it. I mean, you've got a teacher that suggests that they call him Captain – oh, Captain, my Captain, which is just gross. And I just – I can't – that doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it at all. They're just ramming the feel-good down your throat. It. Robin Williams is annoying in this, which, you know, RIP Robin Williams. I get it, but, like – he tends to be annoying in lots of things. This is one of the things he's very annoying in. Again, let me reference.
0: Agree. Oh,
1: Captain, my Captain! Bullshit. Um, it's self-congratulatory. It's self-important. It's narcissistic. You know what? Narcissistic. You no, know, yes. Listen. You know what I think it is? It's a circle jerk of a film. Oh my god! It takes all takes place at, of course, at an all-male boys' school. This is that back to the Corey old-school days when you know it's baby time. You liked it Ugh. when you were a baby, and it's a baby movie.
0: I don't think it's a baby. Why would? <laughs> It's a baby movie where they, you know, the the primary thrust of it is you guys should read more poetry.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's nothing
0: wrong with that. You that's should, that's yes. a good um,
1: message. Sensitive men's is y'all should read more poetry. Oh, my God. It's lily white, uh. right? The thing is lily white and privilege and without any kind of – there's no indication of that whatsoever. It's just like we should feel more. Men should feel more. But it and takes
0: a, place at a snobby – you know, right. prep school. That's right. kind of the point. And, you know, the, the movie develops so that the pressures of that sort of snobby privileged upbringing, you know, come to bear on one of the sensitive young men in particular uh, in a way that develops into tragedy. And these are pressures um, that are very Intensely felt, felt by a lot of teenagers. I work with many of these teenagers at my, you know, yeah, equally privileged art school, I suppose you could say.
1: I would not say that the, that the art school that you work at well, is equally, equally privileged. privileged. Have this you is been a, to any of those upstate all boys' schools? Yeah, this is a
0: more upper crest sort of, yeah. you know, snobby place. Completely,
1: it's, completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money gets you in, on an application. Sure, sure, sure. Not talent. And, you know, and, and it is a very like, oh, it's so difficult being an American straight, White male, and
0: okay, with
1: just loads and loads of daddy's money. It's just grody to the max. I think I don't. Uh. I, it doesn't sit well with me. It's I, I look. I, there's only so many things I can say because I haven't watched it in a long time. Because I find it to be just so trite, and it is a very like no offense, but it is very much like. Okay, 11th grade English class, we're all going to get together and watch this film. <laughs> what do you think the women in the room feel? Because there's no connection for women to this thing whatsoever. It's very alienating. What do you think people of color I, feel? I
0: can't obviously speak to that. So I can't rebut your point, but I wouldn't, you know, as a generalization, say that absolutely no women have ever felt a connection to this movie. No, or I'm not absolutely- saying that. I mean,
1: you heard what I said about, you know, my girlfriend, you know, and her love of the film. I get it. I'm not suggesting that. I simply, I think that it's been rammed down our throats. And I think the film itself ram- rams sentimentality down our throats. And I feel like it's on the sort of watch list of every, you know, even every public school in the U.S. And it's really a, it's a really alienating film. And I think the whole context and sort of uh, s- center of the film feels alienating to everybody but, the people that it represents but
0: no i i mean i don't think that's i don't think that's a fair argument i don't think that's okay. i don't think it's possible to like conclusively say that mm. um but i i mean i obviously can't rebut that because i am who i am
1: right yes so Popeye. you know whatever. Say it also let me just say it waters down the literature and the authors it references Disagree. that's the other thing i feel like okay i'll stop
0: and inspires people to pick up walt whitman I'm going to stand on my desk and say, Oh, Captain, my oh, Captain. Oh, Captain,
1: my Captain. Um, oh, so stupid. To Sam. So stupid. So, Sam, Sam,
0: who has not seen this movie, so he's just. Oh, I
1: bet he can't wait to see it now. Yeah, because
0: it rules, Sam. Does it, though? Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, thank you.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say that uh, Corey's extremely befuddled response to It's a Baby Movie gets uh, about 100,000 points. Um, but yeah, the movie kind of created or fed a generation of these Elliot Smith-listening, infinite, jest reading oh, oh, introverted, pretentious just assholes me next time, that, motherfucker. that think they're better than you just because they're sad. I typed that out. <laughs> I had to finish it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, Rachel made way too many good points. Po- uh, well, Okay. Rachel made way too many good points to count, plus three million points. That's the end of that. (laughs) Disgusting.
1: Oh, on the cover it actually says, a circle jerk of a film.
0: You're going to feel very, very fucking silly when you finally watch this movie, and it's going to be wonderful.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, you're not, Sam. You're going to fully be like, oh, yeah, definitely Rachel was right. And now,
0: Fast Film Terms. It's time for Fast Film Terms.
1: Oh, I love it. You've got one for us today. I I?
0: do have one. I wanted to bring one to the table today that I've been seeing referenced a lot on Twitter. It's called a Texas Switch. What's a Texas Switch?
1: I don't know. What is a Texas Switch? Other than it sounds really cool.
0: It does sound really cool. It almost sounds like some sort of like, I don't know, poker related thing. Or a
1: political move.
0: Or a political move. Uh, Instead, it is a move that you would, um, it's sort of an in-camera trick uh, where an actor and a stunt double swap like uh, a stunt double might walk behind an obstacle or dip below the frame or something. And then the actor will walk from behind the obstacle obstacle or pop up. Uh, and it's almost like a seamless sort of switch um, so that you believe that the actor performed the stunt instead of a stunt double. Oh, cool. um, like, The best example of this that I can think of is in the text, uh, the um, Fatboy Slim music video for Weapon of Choice where Christopher Walken is doing all that dancing. Right. Sometimes it's obviously Christopher Walken, but sometimes it's not. Right. And there's a shot where, like, I think the stunt double does a couple backflips or whatever and dips below the frame and then Christopher Walken pops up. and And it's a Texas switch.
1: That's nice. It's playing on a on an on also a match action, which we've talked about before. Yeah, we have. It's just match actioning something that is very different than what it was before, a different actor than it That's was right. before. Cool. Um oh, well I've got one for you. Okay. Um, it's what's a mask.
0: Well, it's a very important piece of clothing that we all need to wear to halt the spread of COVID nineteen.
1: Oh, indeed. Or, um, you know, something you might see in a film like Halloween, where you know Michael Myers is wearing a mask. Sure, that works. Yep. But uh, other than that, it's also well, it's an editing term. But today I'm focusing on the, actually the production term, a camera term, and a mask is something you put in front of a lens. That has a shape cut out of it, right? So that you're basically shooting through yeah. the shape. And speaking of Halloween and Michael Myers, you see a mask being used at the very beginning of – it's a tricky little mask, too, at the very beginning of the original Halloween. And that is that the sort of through the eyes of a mask, you That's see right. the mask, right? It's, so it's if, a
0: point of view shot from Michael Myers, and uh, you're looking through – it's it's as if the camera is looking through the clown mask that young Michael is wearing. <laughs> Good movie.
1: retractions oh. i tried to make it really sad
0: it's really it's sad. always sad when we get something wrong on this uh strenuously researched podcast <laughs> that we do
1: oh and you know what the funny part is is, it, is this is also aka rachel fucked up but i didn't fuck up this time Uh-oh. you fucked up
0: i'm always you know. doing that
1: uh, well, actually, I usually am. But anyway, this, this is about Pick a City, which you are on the spot. Let me, let me give you, you – know, let me defend you a little bit here. You're on the spot when we do Pick a City and you threw out Hidden Figures as being something that was probably likely shot in Houston. That's right. Was not shot in Houston.
0: Oh, I deeply regret that error.
1: Uh, I know. Uh, it was actually shot in Georgia. And and mostly around Atlanta, which yeah. are, there's a lot of production. Um, even though I'm, we're seeing some changes in film incentives in the state of Georgia, and also some boycotts due to political reasons, but uh, dur- certainly during the time Hidden Figures was was filming, lots of production coming out of Atlanta, and this is this is one of the films that came out of Atlanta, Georgia.
0: So in another recent uh, Pick a City uh, segment, uh, you threw the city of Portland at me, and yeah. I couldn't think of something. Then uh, you came back and said it was likely that the Gus Van Sant movie, My Own Private Idaho, was shot in the Portland area. It is. Uh, um, but I so, feel so much better. So myself. was the, uh, the one that I threw out there, Gus Van Sant's Paranoid Park. I mean, a lot of Gus Van Sant movies, as right. as we already talked about.
1: His stomping
0: uh, ground. Shot in Portland. So um, with a little bit of research, that's what came up. Uh, for portland um really regret that error too geez i hope somebody got fired for for these blunders I- oh,
1: just, hey the day's not <laughs> over yet
0: <laughs> And thank you for listening to Side Talks, even though the the five-minute fight today didn't go my way. I mean, you know, what's the point of any of this anymore? What are we even doing here? I'm just so mad about that. I'm still so mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at the world in general. I'm mad at Sam specifically. I'm just. You oh, know. you're
1: primed to watch a film like Dead Poet Society and feel better about life and the world. Yeah,
0: if all my DVDs weren't packed up in boxes somewhere. <laughs> wow, well, I, I bet do you can that. find
1: it pretty much on any channel right now. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're your own personal cinematic Sam and Oda Mae. Oh. And not our own Sidewalk Sam, but this is a reference, of course, to the film.
0: To the film Ghost. So, um, Patrick I'm, Swayze I'm, and Whoopi Goldberg. I'm dead.
1: <laughs> I was gonna, you know, let you be Whoopi, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that.
1: Yeah. And either way, you get to make out with Demi Moore. I'll take that. Thanks to About Well Studios.
0: And uh, check us out on social media, at Sidewalk Film, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit www.sidewalkfest.com for cinema showtimes and the latest on the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival. News uh, in store for that in the next yeah. couple months?
1: Yeah hey, the next couple of weeks, maybe already by the time people are listening to this. Hell yeah. More than anything, thanks to you for listening. And, you know, I'm going to land this on, oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, my God. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.